Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
his holy name. Hallelujah. Why do we bless him? For he has done great things. Yes. For he has done great things. Oh. He has done great things. Oh. Great things, bless his holy bless his holy name. Hallelujah. If he's brought you out, help me say, for he has brought me out. He has brought me out. Brought me out. Oh, he has brought me out. Come on. Bless his. Bless his whole. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. We will bless the Lord. So I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, and all, and all that is within me. Come on, Zion, bless his oh, holy. That's his holy name. One more time with all of your strength. Come on. And I will bless the Lord. All my soul, all my and all and all that is within me. Hey! Yeah! 
bless his home. Yes, Lord. Bless his holy name. One last time, for he has done great things. Everybody, for he has done great things. He has done great things. Yeah. Oh, he. He's done great things. Yeah. He has. Yeah. Great things. Bless his. That's his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. So we will bless. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. This is holy name. This is holy name. This is holy name. Hey, glory. This is holy name. Hey. That's why we're here tonight to bless your holy name. Hey. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Yes, Lord. Bless your holy name. Glory to God. Well, good evening, Mount Calvary. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. For the great things that God has done. We're about to go into prayer. Bless his holy name. Yes, Lord. But I want to just share out of Scripture very quickly something the Lord spoke to me as I was preparing to come tonight. Out of the book of Joshua, chapter number 3. Oh, glory to God. Bless His holy name. Ooh, Lord. Bless his holy name. Joshua chapter 3. Right at the first verse. I want to share it with you tonight. Share what I believe the Lord spoke to my spirit. Verse number 1, it starts and it reads, And Joshua rose up early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and came to Jordan he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over and it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying when ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest the Levites 
bearing it. Then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Operative verse. Yet there shall be a space between you and it. About 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near uh, come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Operative verse again. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way here to fall. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Listen very closely. As I was in prayer today concerning this last night of the hour of power, the power hour, I said, God, what are you saying to us? What should our mode of prayer be? as we end this week and get ready for Pentecost. The Spirit of God spoke to us the other evening and said that there would be a revelation that would come through our manservant that would give us divine instruction and direction I believe the word of the Lord now today the spirit of God said to tell and to speak in the atmosphere of Mount Calvary that we must be ready to stand at a distance and follow the new path and new direction that God has for us. Because, brothers and sisters, what the Spirit of God is saying to us tonight is the new path that he has is instructing and is revealing to our set man. We have never been this way before. You cannot in this next season try to make Mount Calvary your ministry or even your life the way it has been in times past. For behold, I feel the Holy Ghost. I will do a new thing and now shall it spring forth I'll make rivers in the desert and I'll make the crooked places 
plain. Brothers and sisters, here in the book of Joshua, God is getting the people of God ready to take hold of the promise. Is there anybody here that believes that we are about to take hold of the promise of God concerning this house and concerning our lives? We've been through our wilderness. We've been through our wilderness. We've come out of our wilderness. And now it is high time for God to make good on his promise. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He spoke it. He's going to do it. He said it, and he's going to make good on it. Brothers and sisters, understand that we have, we have some previous, previously conceived, previously conceived thoughts, previously conceived concepts that are in our own mind and in our own eye of thinking but the spirit of god says rid yourself of any preconceived notion because what i'm going to do in this next season is going to be so unbelievable and so good god so new and out of the ordinary Hey, Chloe, don't think you're going to follow like you followed before. Don't think it's going to be like it has been before. You have not been this way before. It's a new route. It's a new path. It's a new way. It's a new season. It's a new outpour. It's a new glory. It's a new revelation. It's a new ascension. It's a new level. It's a new dimension. This is a new place that God is taking us. And we are ready to receive what God has promised. Somebody say new, 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 new. We're about to pray. But today talking with a friend and he said prophet when are things going to get back and I knew where he was going when are things going to get back I said you want to say to normal he said yes man of God when is it going to get back to normal I said, well, I'm going back three years and I heard you complaining about how things were then and now you want to go back to what you didn't like three years ago. Uh, but there's something in our psyche that finds a place of respite in the familiar but tonight we're about to pray 
every familiar spirit off of us and we're going to we're going to cause ourselves to be open and ready for what is brand new somebody shout brand new brand new which means you've never seen it before you've never had it before you've never experienced it before you oh my god you've never handled it before what god is about to do in this house and what god is about to do in your life is absolutely positively brand new and the question is are you ready for the new hey so we're gonna pray we're going to pray we're going to pray that our mindsets change oh I wish I had witness there we're we're going to pray that our outlook changes we're going to pray that our expectation changes to where we're not expecting one specific thing but we're just expecting God and however God wants to move we will be okay with it as the old saint said any way you bless me Lord I'll be satisfied now watch this let's pray watch this as a child whenever new came there was a sense of excitement but as we get older we don't we ain't too excited about new <laughs> because many and most of us understand that new takes change and we <laughs> are not too fond of change oh God which is why our prayer tonight is yes Lord nevertheless not my will but thy will be done the issue with saints is we don't need I told pastor I said it's so hard to preach to people now because faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God I said, but most saints don't really need faith because faith is always for the future. You don't need faith for now. You already in it. <laughs> Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. You only need the word of God to give you faith for what's coming. But you can, oh my God, you cannot dictate to God what you want to come. Oh, you've got to be ready for however God wants to do it. 
but I come as a prophet of God in this place tonight to tell you that this new is a good new this new is a great new this new is an amazing new this new is a mind-blowing new whatever you have been experiencing before God says prepare yourself for the new and as you say yes to me you will begin to walk into the newness of your life your ministry your business your finances your family because new is for you right now somebody shout yes Lord I said new is for you right now I said new is for you right now are you ready to pray this thing through come on let's pray Zion come on let hey yeah come on let's pray God we thank you thank you for what you've been doing thank you for what's been happening in this house this week thank you for your word that has come thank you God for the prophetic word that has come to take us and catapult us into our next and into our new God we are no longer afraid of the changes that need to happen to get us where we need to get to we hey come on I need agreement out here we are no longer nervous about what you have to move and what you have to shake to get us to where you promised us we could be but tonight God we say do what you gotta do have your way move what you got to move shake what you got to shake but today God we are decreeing and declaring that our minds are open our spirits are receptive our souls are seeking seeking you for the new that is for us God we thank you that you have not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind we will not be afraid of the new that's coming but we will open up we will embrace your will your way your word your path God your road we will embrace it and we'll thank you for it and now God we say yes 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 we trust you yes 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 we believe you yes 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 our faith looks up to you yes 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 we know you know what you're doing yes 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 we hold on to your word yes 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 we hold on to your promise yes 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 have thine own way Lord break break every fetter break every yoke of 
bondage that is on our minds that's around our emotions break every yoke of bondage that keeps us from moving forward we come against the spirit of spiritual paralysis you shall not you shall not be held back you shall not stand still but there is a new path that God has provided and you shall walk therein you shall receive what God has provided and you shall walk out of the old out of the stale out of the useless into the new into the exciting the Holy Ghost speaks and says I'm not done taking you where I said I would this is not the end so don't stop now we must decree and declare that we're going all the way we're going all the way every new door we're running through it every new window we're walking through it every new platform we're standing on it every new opportunity we will make the most of it because we believe that new 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 I need like a march yes Lord new 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 in our hearts new in our minds new in our spirits new in this house new in this ministry new for our pastor new for the first family new for our leaders God we are open and we are receptive to the new the new rhythm hey, hey the new rhythm the new rhythm of our march the new rhythm of this hey, hey, of your spirit the new rhythm God hey God you're establishing a new rhythm for this house you're establishing a new rhythm for our lives God we keep trying to pull it back to where we used to be and how it used to be but that devil is a liar there's nothing behind us that is for us but everything that's for us is before us and tonight we decree and declare that we will not be stuck we will not be stagnant we will not be still but it's onward upward and forward onward upward and forward onward upward and forward if you're in agreement I need you to lift your hands and lift your voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph be stagnant I will not be stuck I will not go backwards when you have called me into forward motion into upward mobility this is that season this is that day it's a new season it's a new day fresh anointing is flowing our way and we're marching we're marching into our new unafraid hallelujah 
intrepid. We're marching into our new season knowing that all things are working together for good to them that love God. And we love you tonight. And we are the called according to your purpose. Somebody give him praise in me. Watch this. Yes, Lord. And tonight, lift your hands, Zion. And tonight, we decree and declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that we're not walking into our new place with old bags. Yeah. We're not walking into our new place with old stuff trying to hang on to us. But tonight, every weight, every piece of baggage that have held us at bay, the Lord God rebuke it. The Lord God heal you. The Lord God restore you. The Lord God resurrect you. The Lord God lift you so that you can go into your new and enjoy your new. Yes, Lord, Demasha. Yes, Lord. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, Demasha. I hear the Spirit of God speaking to us tonight saying it is the plan of the enemy that you will be able to make it into your new but you will not be able to enjoy it because you still carry the remnants of the old in your body in your mind in your emotions but tonight I need everybody in this place to be in agreement with me right now that right now tonight everything that is connected or linked to that which has the ability to hold me or to keep me from going forward right now by the power of the Holy Ghost God snips it off of you God rebukes it away from you God releases you from it and he that the Son has set free is free indeed walk in your freedom walk in your freedom walk in your freedom I dare you to say it I'm free today I'm free in my mind I'm free in my soul I'm free in my spirit and even your physical body will not bear the recompense of your past but God renews even your physical body tonight shout unto God with the voice of triumph now I need you take authority take authority and repeat after me in the name of the Lord Jesus everybody that can stand please stand now your standing is a stance of authority come on and say in the name of Jesus I take authority over my life and everything that pertains to me and right now I decree and I declare 
over my body, over my home, hey God, over my occupation, over this ministry, that there shall be conducivity to what God is doing. There shall be conducivity to what God is doing. Come on, decree and declare that everything shall work and be conducive for my new. My body will be conducive for my new. My money will be conducive for my new. My family will be conducive for my new. Our ministry shall be conducive. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Now let me explain. Let me explain. For some of you, you're saying conducivity. To be conducive. The Spirit of God says, as you have pronounced it so, every spirit that has been working against you every demonic force that has been trying to get you to stay still or to just quit when you can pronounce that everything in your life shall be conducive every spirit has come into alignment with the will of God for your life and what worked against you is now being hired to work for you so that everything that you are moving forward in will not be a hindrance but it will be a help because everything in your life has been pronounced to be conducive for the will of God in your life if you believe the word of the Lord tell you to give God an incredible praise right where you are yeah come on Zion give him praise it's conducive it's conducive it's conducive your body touch your body Say you've got to be conducive. You've got to become conducive for the will of God in my life. Lay your hands on your knees. Tell your knees you've got to be conducive. Lay your hands on your head. Tell your mind you've got to be conducive to the will of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes to the new. Yes to the way that we have never been before. Yes. To new instruction in the mind, Shoba. Yes, to new direction. 
Yes. I hear the Lord saying to us tonight, just like the GPS, when things get all crazy with your GPS, it will tell you redirecting, recalculating. God says, I'm redirecting you. It's a way you've never been before, but I'm going to get you to your destiny. I'm going to get you to your destination. I'm going to make sure that you end up in victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands and just say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands and let it flow. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands and tell him, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Lift your hands and tell him, Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. From my spirit, I say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. From my spirit, I say, Yeah, Lord. Hey, yes, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. From my mouth, I say, Yes, Lord. Come on, Zion. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Everything in me says, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't know how it's going, but God, I say, Yes, Lord. My spirit, it says, yes, Lord. Come on, say it. Yes, Lord. From my belly, I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. From my belly, I say, yes, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. My spirit, it said, come on. Yes, Lord to your will yes Lord to your way yes Lord every day yeah Lord yeah Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord thank you yes Lord yeah Lord yes Lord is that your heart's cry? Come on, yes, help me say, yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's my soul's cry. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's my spirit's cry. Yes, Lord. Say, yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's what my spirit says. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yes, Lord. Yeah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To the depths of my soul. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. To the depths of my soul. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everybody say. Yes, Lord. Everybody say. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To your way. 
can do it yeah. double tap give a yes Lord clap give a yes Lord clap I feel that thing in my belly come on one more time yes Lord yes Lord yeah. yes Lord oh, yeah. yes Lord yeah Lord 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 yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord with my soul yes Lord all of my heart yes Lord all of my spirit yes Lord yeah Lord yes Lord yeah Lord yes Lord Somebody worship you, God, in here. We serve a great and mighty Savior. We serve a holy Savior. We see us to your will. We see us to your way. We see us will serve you. We see us will obey. We submit to your will, God. We see us, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Stay right there, Isaiah. Now listen, we have been through this whole week of Holy Convocation. And our thing this week is one thing. It said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And I just think there's a few people in here tonight who have been confused, who didn't know where they were going, but you got some bit of instruction this week from God on where you're headed next. And just for 10 seconds, Isaiah, we're not going to do this all night, but just for 10 seconds, can you just lift your mouth and raise your hands and give God some type of praise? I know it's easy to clap. I know it's easy to just sit there. Raise your voice to let God know that you're grateful for what he's doing in your life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raise your voice to let God know that you're grateful. God, I say yes to your will and to your way. Acts chapter number two is our call to worship for tonight. It's I worship night. It's youth and young adult night. So what better verse to choose? It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions 
and your old men will see dreams. And so tonight, I don't care what age you are, you meet the prerequisite for the scripture, right? It's the last days, right? When people are getting shot going to the grocery store, right? It's the last days when kids go to school to celebrate summer and they don't come back home today. This is the last days. But God gives us one promise. He says, in the last days, what is he going to do? He's going to pour out his flesh. So tonight, as we go on in worship, I want us to do one thing. I want us to prepare for God to pour out. I want us to prepare for God to pour out. I, I don't believe we're going to just stick to the order of service, right? God, we made a script, but God, you do your own thing if you want to. So let's pray real quick. God, tonight before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. God, we thank you that we made it through COVID. God, we thank you that we went to the grocery store, God, and we came home. God, we're grateful that we sent our kids off to school and they were bugging us right afterwards for a snack. God, tonight we are grateful. But in this moment tonight, God, we're asking you to do one thing and we're asking you to do one thing only. Pour out your flesh. God, we're here like empty pots just waiting for you to pour into us. God, we live life on empty long enough. God, we need you tonight to fill us up. So God, in this moment, yeah, we have a program, but God, we ask that you throw your weight around in here just for a little bit. You have your way. Don't let anybody live out of this place the same. God, you have your way. We are your instruments. God, you, you play us in any key that you please. We pray tonight that you pour out your spirit on our young people who are watching online or who are in the sanctuary. God, I ask that you raise up a generation of oil and flesh carriers. God, that you pour out your flesh. God, we can't keep living life the way we have. And so, God, tonight we are equipped to give you praise. But, God, we are equipped to receive something from you, and that's your poured out spirit. So, God, have your way in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen, tonight um, we are blessed and honored to have Pastor Rodney McFarland from the First Baptist Church of Bracktown in Lexington, Kentucky, to lead us in worship. Y'all may remember he was here last year for I Worship, and he was our preacher um, and we are still fixing the shingles on this building um, because of what he did last year. Um, but we're excited for him to come and continue us in worship. So, Pastor Rodney, you come on. Y'all put your hands together for Pastor Rodney. Bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord, everybody, everywhere. God is a mighty God. He's a strong God. Regardless of what you're going through in your life tonight, I want you to help us to declare how mighty and how strong our great God is. And as we continue in worship tonight, we bless God for the angel of this house, Pastor, Pastor Sam Winston. Come on, let's thank God for the man of God. Ah, oh, come on, come on, bless God. You've passed to Chris. Come on, thank God for him. And if you are expecting God to speak to you again tonight, as he's done on the past few nights, come on, clap your hands again. Stand to your feet and help us worship our God. This is not a concert. This is worship. If you can look at your neighbor, if they can see you, even if they can't see you, just make sure they can hear you and tell them, neighbor, this is not a concert. This is worship. Come on, one more time. Tell them this is not a concert. This is worship. So we've come to give him glory. And we've come to lift up his holy name. Hallelujah. Just put your hand together like this, everybody. Come on, let me hear you. Come on, let me hear you. 
Come on, everybody, everybody. If you clap, you'll feel better. If you stomp your feet, you'll feel better. Say, Lord, you're mine. 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 Everybody say, What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Come on, declare it. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. I need to see you move. Lord, you're mighty. 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 Say, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. 
all over the house. Come on. Lord, you're mighty. 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 see everybody come on if he woke you up this morning if he started you on your way come on you ought to be on your feet because if it had not been for God in this room we wouldn't be where we are right now so I need a hundred percent of you to get on your feet and just declare how great he is how awesome he is we live for his glory we live for his glory Somebody ought to declare tonight, I'm a reflection of his glory. Come on, where my young people? Come on. Come on, everybody. Say, Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Say, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Say Lord your mighty Lord your mighty Say Lord your mighty Everybody lift your hand in the air Come on, come on Come on, point toward heaven everybody Point toward heaven Point toward heaven Declare He's a strong God He's a mighty God He's an awesome God Lord your You got it now. Come on. Somebody tell him, I serve him, I serve him, I serve him. I serve him, I serve him. Somebody can declare, I'll serve him for the rest of my life. When I think about what he did for me, when I think about how he saved me, when I think about how he rescued me, I'll serve him for the rest of my life. Yeah! Lord, you're mighty! Hallelujah. I gotta bother you. I gotta bother you. I gotta bother you. Can I ask y'all a question you already know the answer to? I gotta bother you. Can I ask you a question you know the answer to? Has God been good to you? Come on, don't fool me now. I mean, you in the dark, you know. When, when I used to go to the party in the dark, you know, folk are not ashamed. At least you in the dark. So nobody can see you but God. Let me ask you again. Has God been good to you? That's still not 100% of it. A third time is always a charm for Baptists. Come on, let me ask you one more time. Has God been good to you? 
If he's been good to you, why don't you stand on your feet out of respect for the spirit tonight? Out of respect for the spirit tonight. And thank God for his goodness. He's been good in so many ways. He's opened so many doors. And somebody can declare he's done it so many times. And if God can repeat blessing after blessing over my life and over your life, church should never get old worship should never get old we ought to repeat giving God glory repeat giving God worship because he's, he deserves it I hope, I hope tonight Calvary that you've come to make a sound to heaven many times we want a sound word but we don't give God sound worship tonight I want you just to bask in his presence tonight because he's a good God song says Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try, cause you've been so good you've been so good you've been so good to me come on lift your voice everybody Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. Oh, you. I owe you my life. Hallelujah. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try what? Come on, declare it. Declare it. So good to me. Everybody say, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so good. Lord, Lord you are good. Hallelujah. You've been better than good. I can't praise Come on, you give it to him. Oh, you. I owe you my life. Can't praise you. Can't praise you enough. Even if I wow. try you've been so good. so good. Come on, give it to him. To me. Come on, lift your voice. Oh, Lord. Lord, you are good. You've been. You've been Come on, so Calvary. Good. Lord, you are Lord, good. You are good. Let him hear. You've been better than good. I can praise Tell him, you I love. owe you. I owe you my life. Can't praise. Can't praise you enough. Even if I Even try. If I try. One last time. Come on, this for you. Everybody say, oh, Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Can you think about all he's done for you? you are good. You've been better. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you 
Now somebody in this room, you ought to testify. So many doors you open, so many ways you made, so many times you healed me. You've been better than good to me. Come on. So many doors you open. You declare. So many ways you oh, made. No, no. So many times you healed me. You've been better than good to me. So, so many doors you opened. So, so many ways you made. So, so many times you healed me. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good to me. So many, so many doors. Come on, Calvary. So many, so many ways you've So many times. Look back over your life. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. So many, so many doors you've So many ways. So many ways you've So many times you've been better than good to me. So many doors you've So Come on, church. So many times you've been better than good. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. Come on, everybody. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been more than enough. You've been better than good to me. You've been my everything. You've been better than good to me. Yeah. You've been better than good. You've been better than good to me. You've been more than awesome. You've been better than good to me. Made a way out of no way. You've been better than good to me. Yeah. attention to the person behind you and just connect with God as an individual but we're going to do it collectively and just look up and tell them you've been so in unison come on think 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 if you think you'll start thinking come on I know it sounds ghetto, but if you think, you'll think. You've been put food on my table, put clothes on my back, put a roof over my head, in my right mind. You've been so you tell them for yourself. He kept my children. He kept my family. 
Made it through COVID-19. If you got a relationship with him, tell him. Oh, you've been so good. You, you've been so good to me. Tell you some church, he's sweet. I know. Oh, he's sweet. I know. Oh, dark. Has it been good to you? Clouds may rise. Come on. Strong wind may blow. Can I tell you why he's so good? But I tell the world wherever I go. Tell them that I found a savior and he sweet I know I need to do that one one more time for grandmama he's <laughs> sweet I know oh he Sweet I, sweet I know. It's dark in the room, but somebody know what it's like to have life get darker. Dark cloud may rise. Strong wind may blow. But touch your name and say, that's all right, that's all right. Because I. Tell the world, oh, wherever, wherever I may go, oh, I tell them that I found a savior. And he's sweet, sweet I, sweet I know. Come on, bless the Lord in this place tonight. Come on, give him glory all over this room. Come on, if he's brought you out of darkness, come on, give him glory all over this room. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. 
if you know he's still good to you in spite of what's going on in the earth he's still good oh yeah oh bless you sweet give him some kind of praise would you grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ thank you you may be seated now y'all know the old man has to have some light so that I can see who I'm talking to there we go thank you Good. It's good to see y'all. Let's thank God for Pastor Rodney McFarland, who came all the way up from Kentucky to share with us tonight. We are so grateful. Let me welcome you, those who are here, those who have chosen uh, to come into the sanctuary. It's good to see your eyes, at least. We're glad that you're here. And those who are joining us online, the majority of us are still part of the e-congregation. Uh, tonight, we give God praise for the technology that allows us to be together virtually during this pandemic. And we thank, the, for, we thank God for the people behind the technology who make it possible each week for us to be together. Mount Calvary, would you look around? If you don't recognize somebody, they may be a visitor. Would you make them feel welcome? Make sure they know how we feel about them. Come on, let's sing to them. this I worship night and what a convocation it has been so far um, many of us are just tired <laughs> I told my wife this afternoon we've had nine preachers in four days we've had some uh, wonderful musical guests Leandria Johnson and uh, Gospel Music Workshop of America and Pastor McFarland uh, tonight 
and uh, our morning glory has been wonderful at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. prayer power hour uh, with, uh, with overseer Ronald Hubbard has been wonderful. What a time we've had, and we're grateful. So we finish up tonight. We are peacock proud to have from Los Angeles, California, Pastor Anthony P.G., who is going to bring to us the word of God tonight. Miss Kelly is going to come and introduce him in just a moment, but we're glad to have Pastor P.G. Uh, let me just say while I'm up, our small group studies, uh, I think the first small group starts next week. Um, so you need to get signed up. Um, go to the website, www.mountcalvarychurch.life. You can see all of the small groups that are available uh, with the times and places. Uh, I believe you click on the Bible Education uh, tab on the website, and you can get registered for the small groups, which begin next week. Also, if there is anybody anywhere all over the world who consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, they should be one of two places Sunday morning at 1030, either here in the building or in front of their computer or their cell phone. Uh, I'll be giving the State of the Church address this Sunday morning. And uh, anybody who considers themselves a part of the nation should be uh, available and watching as we hear what God has in store for this next leg of the journey. Um, I believe that's it. Before I uh, take my seat, can we just thank God for Minister Christopher McClure, who has been the convocation coordinator for this 2022 year and has done a bang-up job. He's just done very well. God bless you. Good evening, everyone. All right. Pastor Anthony P.G. Jr. was almost born in church. His mother, Vanika P.G.'s water broke while she was in church. Anthony has been in church all his life, but he sought after the Lord for himself and began to grow a real relationship with God at the mighty age of 12. Anthony went to the Los Angeles Church of God in Christ up until the age of 12. With time, he was released to go and serve at the, church of, at the Church of the Word, now known as the Word Center, under the leadership of Pastor Henry and Alicia P.G. While worshiping at COTW, Anthony served as president of the youth department in 2004 at the age of 15 and was also appointed head junior armor bearer within that same year. In 2005, Anthony was released from COTW to serve his father and current pastor, Bishop Anthony P.G. Sr., and the Life of Faith Church family. Anthony has worshiped in many different capacities. He has served as drummer, janitor, sound tech, head armor bearer, as well as staff member of the youth department. 
After showing great humility and faithfulness, Anthony was selected to oversee the youth department in 2010. Witnessing the success of the youth department, Anthony was then appointed junior pastor in, excuse me, as was appointed youth pastor in June of 2011. Following his first message, God released Anthony into the nations. He has had the privilege to preach to preach and minister locally and nationally. Anthony has received two awards from the city of Los Angeles for being a role model. On August 4th, 2017, Anthony PG Jr. was ordained as an elder and appointed the National Youth Pastor for MICA Monument International Churches Assembly in Chicago, Illinois, under the late great Apostle Richard D. Hinton. Anthony is also the founder and host of Anthony PG Jr. Ministries and Fatal Attraction Conference. April 8, 2020, the Lord called Bishop Anthony PG Sr. home. His son, Anthony PG Jr., was appointed the interim pastor of Life of Faith Church on May 7, 2020. Anthony met his lovely wife, Tanisha PG, in 2004, and they married September 11, 2010. On July 9th, 2013, God added a member to the PG family, the wonderful Miss Alicia PG. Anthony PG Jr. has a bachelor's and master's in theology. As we prepare for the word of the Lord tonight, people of God, I want you just to lay your hand on your heart. Lay your hand on your heart. And as we prepare for the word of the Lord tonight, I want you to know that what God has to say to you tonight, it has victory for your life. It has victory for your life. I want to want to make sure that our hearts are ready to receive from God tonight. Just say God speak to me, speak to me. Speak to me. As somebody in here you need God to speak to you tonight. God, what is your word for me? And when you get his word Nothing can stand against you. There's a song that says, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have the victory. Oh, it's in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Satan has got to flee. Oh, tell me who can 
stand before us when we call on that great name Jesus Jesus oh precious precious Jesus declare it over your life say we have the victory said in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus we have the victory oh it's in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus Satan, you have to flee. Oh, tell me. I dare you to believe it tonight. Who can stand be for us when we get together? When we. Come on, we're going to break down strongholds tonight. Call on that great neighbor. Jesus. Come on, help me declare it. Jesus. Oh, precious. Come on, everybody all over the house. Jesus. Now make it personal. Say, I have the, vi the victory. Come on, the word is going to come. Oh, tell me. Anybody facing some stuff right now? Who can stand me? Stand before us when we Somebody gonna help me call it this time. Call on that great name. Everybody lift your voice and say, Jesus. Jesus. We have the victory. We have the We have. You have it. 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 You have. Speak it over your life. We have the V, the. I'm looking for some folk who got the victory tonight. We have it. We have it. 
Don't fool me, Calvary. We have it, we have it. Whether it's cancer, diabetes, we have it, we have it. Whether it's financial aid or need a job, we have it, we have it. Oh, I got the victory. Shout a hallelujah. Shout a hallelujah. If you got a victory roll, high five somebody and tell them we have it, we have it. Oh, yeah. We have Come on, if you got the victory, come on, let's clap those hands and give God praise. Come on, if you're excited and you're happy and you know it, I just need a few of y'all in here tonight that has a true, authentic relationship with the Father. Come on, can you just get undignified and can you just open up your mouth? Come on, tonight I'm not talking to the bougie, stuck up and narcissistic. But I'm talking to those that has a testimony that can say something like this. If it had not been, my God, for the Lord that was on my side. Come on, look down your own and say, tonight my praise is intentional. Come on, tell somebody, say, tonight my praise is on purpose. To, tonight I come to give God not some of me, but I come to give God all of me. Oh God, come on, ho, 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 ho. Come on, just lift your hands up towards heaven and say, I got a reason. To give God glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen to this. There's two people that I need to give God praise tonight. And this may not hit everybody. But it's there, there's a specific group that I need to give God praise tonight. And, and if this is not for you, you don't have to say anything. But I'm the people that I need God, that I need to praise God tonight are all the people that God woke up this morning. If he didn't wake you up, you ain't got to say nothing. But if he woke you up this morning, started you on your way, put clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, a roof over your head, and food at the table, somebody shout, the only people quiet are dead folk. But I got a reason. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I tell my church this all the time. Sometimes I can't praise God based off of how I feel because sometimes I'm too tired. Sometimes I'm moody. Sometimes I'm emotional. Sometimes I don't feel like it. This is why you don't praise them based off you feel because when you praise them based off how you feel, your praise is inconsistent. I need some people in here tonight that can say, I'm not praising them based off how I feel, but I'm giving him the praise that he deserves. Now, if he deserves the praise, you ought to open up your mouth and let the redeemer the Lord say hallelujah be seated please father we thank you we praise you we honor you tonight for life health and strength we thank you for just being God we thank you God that last night hallelujah amen we thank you that last night wasn't our last night we thank you God that on today we're walking on top of cement and semen is not walking on top of us. God, we give you glory. 
We give you honor and we give your name praise. And all God's people say thank God and amen. Do me a favor, if you don't mind, can you help me give God, I'm talking about can we honor God tonight for who I believe is one of the greatest pastors in this whole entire world. Help me celebrate our pastor tonight, Pastor Winston. Come on, help me celebrate him. Come on, this is our gift, literally, from God. We celebrate you. We honor you, man of God. And while we're clapping our hands for Pastor, let's clap our hands for the first lady, the fragrance of this house. Let's celebrate Lady Winston on tonight. Come on, hallelujah. We thank God for them a dynamic couple, a power couple in the body of Christ. We thank God for all of the ministers and the elders and the ushers and the deacons and Lottie Dottie and everybody. We thank God for you. And uh, we really thank God. I would be remiss if I didn't thank God for my new friend and my new brother tonight. Y'all help me celebrate a pastor, one of the greatest pastors in the world and a worship leader. Help me celebrate Pastor McFarland. I wish I could sing like that. I wish I could sing like that. We thank God for him, and um, I certainly thank God for my little brother, even though he's tall as Shaq. We thank God, amen, for Minister Chris McClure. Help me celebrate him. Amen. I feel like preaching tonight, um, I, I feel like there is a word in the house tonight, and I'm so excited. I bring you greetings from the Life of Faith Church all the way from Los Angeles, California, Mount Calvary. You all are a blessed people. The hospitality that has been rendered unto me the moment I came off of the plane has been second to none, and it is because your pastor has trained you all extremely well, and I am just so honored. I feel like a king, y'all. I feel like a king. I feel like a king. I didn't. I wasn't bothered all day. I, I, I slept, and I, and I rest, and I told my church secretary, I said, I don't want to handle no church business until I get back because when I'm on the road it's my time to kind of decompose as well as focus on the assignment but Acts chapter 12 Acts chapter 12 verse number 7 Acts chapter 12 verse 7 and so man give me everything that you can if you will and I'll do a little better. Acts chapter 12, verse 7. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And the word of the Lord, if we can all stand, the grass withers and the earth fades. But the word of the Lord shall stand forever. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Verse 7 again, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and the light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. We'd like to use for a topic tonight, if you would allow me, somebody look at a neighbor and say, Neighbor, are you just going to sit there? Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am 100% thoroughly convinced that we have a lot of people in our churches who praise God every Sunday, praise God during our Bible study sessions, 
But when it comes to actually going beyond this time frame of service, we get real lackadaisical. Um, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that with a part of this generation, we have become enamored with the amenities of the church. Um, I, I can't praise God correctly as a millennial if I don't see screens, if I don't see light, and I don't see fog. But the, the, the old generation, that old generation used to say stuff like this, God, any way you bless me, um, I'll be satisfied i'll be satisfied and i and and we're a part of a generation ladies and gentlemen and i like to use for a subtopic is you play too much you play too much because in, in in this season we have a lot of people who are more serious about social media than they are serious about god um ladies and gentlemen we are a part of a generation to where we will learn all the lyrics to Nicki minaj but when it comes to the bible it seems like we too tired and we too sleepy um it's it's, it's a crying shame that we can have prayer every night from six to seven and only just a handful of people come but as soon as it is your need you want the church stop just so that they can pray for you um, it, it's just a it's just a crying shame, ladies and gentlemen, that we are not as serious as we look. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of us in church today and next week. We know we go come on Sunday. We go wear our long dresses, our stockings, and our hats, uh, but that only lasts temporarily, ladies and gentlemen. Because what I've learned about our generation is, and let me tell you, you, you get no brownie points uh, for just showing up to church. God, God doesn't give you brownie points when you show up to church. As a matter of fact, the enemy, he likes when you show up to church, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because he knows that the service and the integrity that you yield is just for two hours. He, he knows they just go praise you, God, from 10 to 12, but that's okay because I'm going to have them at 1230. Um, they, they go praise you Wednesday night during Bible study from 7 to 8, but that's okay because at 830, they go go home to somebody that don't belong to them. Where, and I'm looking for some people in here tonight that can look down your row and say neighbor how long are you going to sit there how long are you going to sit there I remember ladies and gentlemen reading a newspaper a few years ago there was this great big old church it was the same size of Mount Calvary Baptist Church and the young man was enamored with these big churches he goes to the church and he asks the pastor a question he said pastor can you give me a tour of this great big church the pastor looked looks down at the young man and he says absolutely Pastor Winston and the young man says well Pastor just show me around and so he has this big old church and all these lights and all these great uh, conference rooms and he have suites and they had a big kids cove they had a big library they had a big community center something like uh, Mount Calvary Baptist Church so the young man said Pastor um, um, how do you run the power in this house he says it has to cost a great lot deal of money in order for you to turn on all the lights in here and the pastor said young man yeah it costs a lot of money just to run this place he said let me show you how we run this place so he takes the young man upstairs and and as they're going through the hallway pastor winston the man passes the generator room where all the electricity resides the young man says pastor we just passed the room with the electricity that's that that must be the place that runs this entire church he said no son you don't know yet you just a just a little man of God he says keep walking with me and as they kept on 
on walking down the hall he heard some people in the room praying he heard moanings and groanings of people praying and he said when he get to this door he said young man he says this is the room that powers this church it is those mothers that got ashy knees that lay on their knees and give God glory and what I've learned about this church ladies and gentlemen we have a lot of people who want power but no prayer life we have a lot of people that want God to do exceedingly abundantly above all they can even ask or think but they just can't pray just for a little while and maybe this is not for you but I'm so glad that at Mount Calvary Baptist Church this church is not powered by generators and the electricity company but this church is powered by people that know how to get a prayer through where are my people in Mount Calvary tonight that can look down your own and say neighbor he may not be talking to you but he for sure talking to me because I pray for this church in the morning I pray for this church in the noonday I pray for this church at nighttime as a matter of fact whenever I think about Mount Calvary I got this pause and give God the glory as a matter of fact if you ain't said nothing about your church all week can we just pause parenthetically and give God glory for Mount Calvary right now where are my people in here tonight that can say I thank God for this place many churches shut down in the pandemic but Mount Calvary we still thriving many pastors went cuckoo for cocoa puffs but our pastor is still here in his right mind many pastors and wives divorced during the pandemic but thank God that our pastor and our first lady they still happily married in love you ought to look down your own and say neighbor whatever you do this the, 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 the world may shut down but don't shut down your praise the world may shut down but don't shut down your prayer life the world may shut down but please don't shut down your devotion as a matter of fact you ought to look down your row and say neighbor I got 99 problems but a praise ain't one when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah and thank God for saving me somebody shout I got a praise so you just go sit there ladies and gentlemen when we look at the book of Acts um, we learn here that we, the book of Acts is literally uh, depicted and known as the Acts of the Holy Spirit it is in the book of Acts ladies and gentlemen where we see the day of Pentecost it is 50 days after Jesus ascension that he drops the, the Holy Ghost in the, in the upper room on the 120 that remain Pentecost means five 50 days after Jesus ascension he drops the Holy Spirit the comforter, the paraclete not the one behind us but the one to walk alongside of us and then we understand that not only in Acts uh, chapter number 2 but we understand that in the other chapters of Acts we see Paul and shipwreck and they made it on broken pieces not only do we see Paul make it on broken pieces ladies and gentlemen but we also see in the book of Acts where Paul is bit with a venomous snake the text says that he shakes the snake off and the people looked at him to die but he survived the snake bike not only ladies and gentlemen do we see all of that in the book of Acts but what I love about books of Acts is in Acts chapter number 16 we see Paul and Silas in the jail cell praying and giving God glory and the Bible says at midnight that their chains were loose and everybody connected to them chains were loose this is why ladies and gentlemen you got them 
be careful who you sit next to in church because sometimes your freedom is not in your mouth it's in the mouth of the person next to you and this is why you got to be careful ladies and gentlemen because you can't sit next to people just because they invited you but when I come to church I got to say where is the row that people know how to praise God because after all the stuff that I've been through I didn't come to church and act like the church is a library or a cemetery but when I came in here I came in here and say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah thank God for saving me as a matter of fact the Bible tells us enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise as a matter of fact some of us trying to find a praise in the sanctuary but the Bible says don't find one here he says you got to enter with good God and where are my people in here tonight that can look down your own and say neighbor I brought praise with me tonight I brought a hallelujah a thank you Jesus a God I give you glory somebody shout I brought it with me and so now y'all be seated Acts chapter 12 verse number 1 the Bible says and about that time King Herod had laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church verse number 2 says that he killed James the brother of John with a sword watch this because he saw that it had pleased the Jews he proceeded to arrest Peter also and ladies and gentlemen what you gotta understand is that King Herod is on the page of literally losing his mind he's laying violent hands on those that belong to the church the Bible says that he already had killed James the brother of John with the sword the text further goes and says that he had arrested Peter also and he saw that this pleased the Jews he didn't even have a problem with Peter personally Peter didn't do anything to him but he arrested Peter because he saw that it pleased the Jews and some of of us have been in that type of situation in our lives uh, where people literally tried to harm you and talk about you uh, and they didn't even know you uh, you didn't even do nothing wrong to them uh, but because they was trying to receive clout from other people they did you wrong uh, just to receive notoriety from people that didn't know you at all uh, look at a neighbor say neighbor you don't even know me like that uh, but people have your name in their mouth uh, they'll tag you on Facebook post subliminal messages uh, and they don't even know you like that as a matter of fact I'm looking for some people in here that can look down your own and say neighbor you'll like me if you just get to know me how you gonna make up an opinion about me versus of what somebody else is saying somebody shout you got to learn how to know me for yourself and so the Bible says that he saw that it pleased the Jews this was during the times of unleavened bread and I gotta go and the Bible says that Peter was now in jail the Bible says that Herod had seized Peter also and most preachers that preach this text will say stuff like Peter was on death row he was supposed to die the next morning so the question now becomes Minister Chris how come Herod didn't kill Peter that same night how come he just didn't kill Peter the moment he got him the text says this was during the times of unleavened bread ladies and gentlemen maybe you don't know what unleavened bread is this was during the time of Passover and while it was time of Passover this is when the whole kingdom our city will shut down and they will make sacrifices and have feasts during that time this was the time where you could not kill anybody while worship was going on 
own and this is why Herod could not kill Peter because this was the time of Passover and some of you ought to thank God because when you should have been dead somebody was worshiping for you when you should have lost your mind God has somebody praying for you as a matter of fact can we just pause real quick real quick and can we thank God for mother for grandmama for granddaddy and the deacon that was praying for you even when you didn't even know they was praying for on your behalf as a matter of fact you thought because you was cute and you had degrees and you shouted all around the church but if truth be told if somebody wasn't praying for you you would have lost your life a long time ago can we just give God 20 seconds of praise and say God I thank you for allowing somebody to pray for me when I couldn't pray for myself y'all be seated he says now I, I, I can't kill him now because even I as the king have to honor the culture and what you got to understand ladies and gentlemen and I know that we are in a very sensitive and critical time in our nation where we are experiencing senseless violence and people are going into schools and churches and, and grocery stores and shooting people for no apparent reason I'm reminded, reminded of a, a story a real story out in Colorado years ago during the movie Batman the by the, the, the story says that a young man walked into a theater during Batman and he started killing and shooting everybody that was in the theater but Pastor McFarlane after that the crime scene dissipated uh, they interviewed one of the survivors Pastor Farland they said pastor they said young man how did you survive uh, this great attack uh, he said the only reason why I survived the shooting and is here's your shout huh? he said because when everybody was running out of the out of the theater for safety that's when the gunman shot them when they was trying to find an exit he said the only one of us uh, that survived this great shooting was those who got in a posture of worship huh? he said instead of us running out huh, we got on our knees huh? and the boogeyman didn't shoot us huh? because we was in a posture of worship huh? what am I trying to tell a few y'all in here tonight huh? that sometimes when your storm comes it's not the time for you to find an exit but it's a time for you to find a floor it's a time for you to get on your face and say God in this season I don't care what's happening come hell or high water I'm gonna give God glory somebody shout get on your face and so the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, that now and when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers. To translate this, that was 16 soldiers that were surrounding this man of God. And the Bible says that 16 soldiers were guarding him, intending to kill him after the Passover. And I said, wow, did they take 16 men, 16 soldiers just to surround Peter? It wasn't just because Peter would fight everybody, but King Herod understood Peter's life because this wasn't the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that Peter was caught up in this situation. This wasn't the first time that Peter was caught up in jail. And King Herod knew that every time Peter was in a situation, for some reason, he always escaped. So I got to bring up the level of security because I don't want Peter to survive what's getting ready to take place in his life and as a matter of fact there are a few y'all here come the revelation the reason why the enemy has surrounded you with so many storms pain and degradation is not because he's mad at 
at you it's because he understands you keep surviving everything he throws at you so in order for me to make sure you don't escape this time I got to turn up the level of heat in your life just to make sure you don't escape now if you ain't never been through nothing you can't shout right there but you ought to look down your own and say neighbor every time the enemy try to set me up for some reason God's keep making a way out of no way as a matter of fact if you look at my resume I shouldn't even be here tonight but when the enemy saw the worst in me God saw the best in me somebody shout I don't deserve to be here but I'm here and the Bible says this ladies and gentlemen so Peter was kept in prison but earnest prayer for him was made to God watch this uh, by the church and ladies and gentlemen I'm finna mess with our theology tonight and I just gotta state this case but hopefully you still love me the Bible says in the church begin to pray for Peter and the Bible says in verse uh, number, si number six now when Herod was about to bring him out that very night somebody shout that very night Peter was sleeping in between two soldiers bound in between chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison and behold an angel of the Lord stood next to him ladies and gentlemen here is the class that I got to give you tonight when we normally read this text we always tell people that it was the prayers of the church that freed Peter and when I want to give you a different perspective tonight theologically is ladies and gentlemen it was not the prayers of the church that freed Peter there's nowhere in the text that tells us our suggest that their prayers freed him but let me tell you what the text says the text says and the church prayed for Peter and the next step the Bible says their prayers point number two it released an angel and not Peter Mm, you'll follow me here the church says after they prayed what was released from heaven was an angel mm. Peter was not released because of their prayers I'm going to state the case here and the Bible says that after they prayed God released an angel to go and see about Peter and this is what I come to tell somebody tonight that sometime God will allow people to pray for you and God will send you help but you got to receive the help when the help comes mm. and so the text says I'm approve it and the Bible says that it released an angel to go and see about Peter and the Bible says that the Peter that angel stood next to him and the light shone in the cell the Bible says that he struck Peter on the side and he says listen uh, I need you to wake up and get up quickly here it is uh, the church prayed for Peter but the church prayers didn't nothing but provide an opportunity for Peter to be free but Peter had to make a decision to get up you go catch it in a minute the church prayed for Peter it released an angel to go and see about Peter but Peter had to make a decision to get up and can I tell somebody here tonight is that some people have prayed for you and it's not that they lack power it's just that you lack responsibility it's coming down here and what you gotta understand let me state my case what you gotta understand ladies and gentlemen that the sovereignty of God partners with human responsibility make that make sense Lazarus sovereignty I'm going to raise you from the dead but human responsibility y'all gotta remove the stone here it is blind Bartimaeus I'm gonna heal your eyes sovereignty of God but Bartimaeus you gotta go wash your face in the pool of Siloam 
he says, no, 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 but the, the disciples, huh? I know that y'all are skilled fishermen. Huh? If you throw your net on the other side, the sovereignty of God, you're going to catch a drought. Huh? But human responsibility is uh, you got to stay in the boat huh? and you got to cast your net on the other side. Huh? Can I tell you here tonight huh, that some of y'all been mad at your leaders? Huh? You've been mad at your pastor? You even been mad at God huh? because you told yourself, I've been coming to church. Huh? I've been praying. I've been fasting. But the problem is you ain't got up. Mm. And what you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, I do not care how many times Pastor Winston lay hands on your head and they put oil from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Huh? If you leave here and go back to the same lifestyle you were living, huh? their prayers did not work huh? because you got to learn how to be responsible. And so the Bible says that the church prayed, but their prayers provided an opportunity for Peter to be free. But Peter had to make a decision to get up. Can I tell you here tonight, how many times did somebody send you help? But when help came, you sat there in your misery and said, I'm comfortable here. How many times did your pastor tell you, you're not married, you shouldn't be living together. But you said, it's quiet, but I'm going to just stay right here how many times your pastor told you y'all need to get on social media because that stuff is messing up your spirit but you said I'm young and this is what everybody else is doing and so now you're trying to come to church and you're trying to figure out why everybody else is praising God and then you sitting there and you can't praise God it's not because the glory is not in the room it's just that your spirit is filled with so much junk that we can't even recognize the presence of God because we got so much other stuff on the inside of us and the reason why some of us are can't be full of God is because we so full of everybody else's business but where are my people in Mount Calvary tonight that can look down your row and say tonight I need God to empty me so he can refill me again take out everything in me God that's not like him so the text says that they prayed it released an angel to come and see about Peter but Peter had to make a decision to get up if Peter would have never gotten up the prayers of the church would have been in vain <laughs> uh, 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 it's not that God lacks power it's not that your leader lacks wisdom you lack responsibility uh -huh, uh -huh. And, and, and tonight I'm not talking to the self-righteous people I'm talking to the people that say pastor I gotta be responsible Mm -hmm. I got to be responsible with my prayer life. I got to be responsible with my devotion because here it is. I know the church is a hospital, but we shouldn't be performing surgery every week. You should come here for a check up. But when you do not live right all during the week, every time you come here, we got to cut you open and perform surgery every week. Can I tell you something? Where are the whole people in the church? Somebody shout, where are the whole people? Hear me. Because what I've learned is uh, we every single week, uh, we got broken people helping broken people. We, we, we got people who are hurting helping other hurting people. But I got to ask you a question. Where are the whole people in the room? 
And this is what I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Let me state my case. And the Bible says, here it is. Uh, when he got up, sound man, give me everything you got because I feel like running now. The Bible says, when he got up, hear me, then the chains fell off. Whatever had Peter bound had to come off of Peter when he got up. Mm. And this is what I come to tell somebody. Chains did not fall because people prayed. Chains fell because you were responsible. Mm. And what I got to tell somebody in here tonight, uh, that whatever is on you, uh, it's not coming off of you just by prayer. It's coming off because you made a decision uh, to apply what's been taught. And what I got to tell, I knew it was going to be rough tonight. It's that type of word. Which I got to tell somebody in here tonight uh, that in this season, uh, whatever is on you is going to come off of you when you make a decision to get up. Uh, now, can we just practice here in my season, saints? You don't got to do this. But all my millennials, uh, I just need you to get a few things in your spirit, in your mind tonight uh, that's been holding you hostage. Uh, and I need you to put it in your spirit. And as an act of faith tonight, uh, when I say get up, I want you to get up. Uh, and I believe by faith that when you get up tonight, uh, that whatever is on you is getting ready to fall off of you. Let's go to work, musicians. Uh, but look down your own and say, neighbor, tonight I got to get up. Uh, tonight, whatever is on me got to fall off of me. Uh, on the count of three, if the season says, if you want to participate, you can. Uh, but on the count of three, one, two, three, somebody get up uh, and shout, it's falling off of me tonight. Uh, sit back down. You a great class. Uh, but on the count of three, I need you to get up this time uh, and say, misery is going to fall off of me. One, two, three, somebody get up. I just saw the chains fell off of your spirit. When you got up this time, I saw misery fall off of you. I saw low self-esteem fall off of you. I saw anxiety fall off of you. Somebody shout, it's when you get up. Y'all stop. I'm going to close, I promise you. Let me state my case. The text further tells us, Pastor McFarlane, and the angel said to him, watch this. He said, dress yourself, put on your sandals in your clothes. Because if you understand Jewish culture, ladies and gentlemen, when they put you in jail, they would literally strip you practically naked. And here it is. The reason why the angel told him, put on your sandals in your clothes, here it is, because you can't come out the same way you look when you was in. Because this is what I've learned, Pastor Farley. The chains falling off of him was a sign or a typology of deliverance. If you've been delivered, here it is, you won't look the same. You won't talk the same. You won't, you won't walk the same. And I'm confused with this new church because we say we delivered, but we still hang at the hookah lounge. We say we delivered, but we still party a little bit. It's quiet. We say we delivered, but we still hang with people that has no business doing what you what God has called you to do. But hear me, somebody shout, are you really delivered? Because what I've learned is everybody receives salvation, but everybody's not delivered. Mm. Well, Jesus hung out with them, yeah, but he did not become them. Uh-huh. And, 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 and hear me, hear me. The Bible says, put on your sandals, put on your clothes. Watch this. And we, we, we finish the case. And the Bible says, and he said to him, wrap your cloak around you. Watch this. And then follow me. Here it is. I just allowed the chains to fall off. I changed my clothes. And then now, God, while I'm delivered, you give me instructions. 
Because what I've learned about the church is this. After deliverance, there's still instructions to maintain your deliverance. The angel says, follow me. Here it is. And when he went and followed him, he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real. I'm in verse 9. But he thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10 says, when they passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. And here it is. And it opened for them on its own accord. Here's your shout. When you are delivered for real, there are some doors that God will open for you that don't have nothing to do with you. The text says that the gates open, watch this, on its own accord. And this is how you know you've been delivered, watch this, because God will open up doors, watch this, that no man can shut. It opened on its own accord. In other words, you ain't got the brown nose. You ain't got the round Peter to pay Paul. You ain't got to suck up to nobody. You ain't got to be around nobody. You ain't got the brown nose. When you are truly delivered, God said for seven people, and I'll make eight that'll give God glory in his house tonight. God said once you are truly delivered, God said I'm getting ready to open up doors for you before this year is out. God said if you really do it my way, God said I'm getting ready to open up doors for you that can't nobody take the credit but God somebody shout God is about to open up doors the text says on its own accord then let me state the case then the Bible says watch this when they had passed the first and the second guard that came to the iron gate and it opened on its own accord and they went out and along the street watch this and immediately the angel left him what you further got to understand ladies and gentlemen that after you have been delivered God is going to fully expect for you to work out your own soul salvation. The problem is, after deliverance, we feel God, he walks with me. He talks with me. But sometimes God is not going to walk with you. Sometimes God not going to talk with you. Sometimes God will deliver you and say, I already taught you. Now just apply what I've already gave you. Mm. Okay, you don't like that? L let me bring it your way. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, for all of us that took tests before, the teacher only talks to you prior to the test. While the testing is going on, the teacher is silent. Because the teacher has already given you the tools to pass the test prior to the test. So when the test come, I don't have nothing else to say because I've already prepared you. The only people that get mad with a teacher that's silent during the test are the class clowns. The only people that get mad at God when he's silent are people that didn't pay attention to him when he was talking and speaking to you. Mm -hmm. look down your room and say neighbor you got to learn how to pay attention because there are some times where God is going to be quiet because he already told you before the test came somebody shout you got to pay attention what does that mean that means in Bible study you just can't come and show up you got to come and take notes that means when the word is being preached you can't just be texting but you got to be listening and apply well this ain't the word for me tonight well maybe it's the word for you next month and if you have something in the well, you can always draw from the well. Somebody shout, you got to pay attention. Here it is, and I'm closing. Then the Bible says, when Peter came to himself, he says, Now I'm sure the Lord has sent the angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod, from all the Jewish people were expected. And here it is, uh, the Bible says, when he realized uh, that he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John. 
whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. Hear me. After Peter was delivered, he went back to the church. Some of us receive deliverance and then we forget God. He went back to the place where the saints were. Some of us receive our deliverance or we get what we want from God and then forget God. You prayed for the car and you was faithful every week. But as soon as God gave you the car, now you want to talk about you can't come because of the gas. You prayed for a man every week. You was here every Sunday. But as soon as the Lord gave you a man, you allowed the man to tell you you don't need to be at the church. Why is it that God keeps blessing you and you turn the blessing and it's almost like a curse now? Look down your own, say, neighbor, once God delivered me, I got to learn how to go back to the church and say, God, I still need more of you. Let me say my case. This is for Pastor Winston. And when he knocked at the door, hear me, of the gateway, a servant by the name of Rhoda, young girl, she came and she recognized, hear me, I'm finna close, in verse number 14, she recognized Peter's voice. The text said, that, and I'm paraphrasing, she goes to the people in the house. She says, Peter is at the door. The saint says, girl, you're losing your mind. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no way Peter could be at the door, which brings me back to my thesis statement. That the prayers of the church was never about Peter being free. Come here. I didn't lose you. Come here. Because if they were sincerely praying for his freedom, when the answer prayer showed up, why they didn't believe her? Ouch. I know. I know. Digest it. Digest it. Digest it. Why, why if they was really praying for Peter's freedom and they believed that their prayers were going to free him, when the answer prayer come, how come they say, girl, you don't know what you're talking about? Because you have some people that's praying for you but really don't believe God for you. Ah, they just being religious and deep and they just know stuff to say. But this is what most theologians believe. Most theologians believe if you study the, the, the lifestyle of Herod and his antics, everybody that Herod got a hold to, he killed them. Nobody never escaped the hand of Herod. So when Herod had captured Peter, the church were praying not for his freedom, but it was a prayer of mourning. Lord, thank God for Peter's life. He lived a good life. It was a deacon's prayer. Master, we give you glory for Peter. Peter loved God. He loved Jesus. We pray that you watch over his family. And they started to commit his body. Earth to earth. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. So when Rhoda says, here it is, he's at the door. The text says they were still praying. I feel like running. The text says that while 
She told them, she said, he here. Somebody said, be quiet, and they kept praying. This millennial night, right? Season saints, don't kill me. I'm going to preach you on the day. But sometimes, you got to learn how to listen to the young people. Oh, I knew I was going to get two claps right there. I knew I was going to get Because the older saints were so focused on being deep in religions that the young saint says, it don't take all that. He right here. Y'all want to go like that. It's okay. It's for the young people tonight. It's for the young people tonight. He says, watch this. Rhoda, about 12 years old. You don't know what you're talking about. And the Bible says, here it is. Recognizes Peter's voice. She had joy and said, that's him. And the older saints killed her vibe. She was so excited. She was so happy. And the older saint said, you don't know what you're talking about. If we would have just listened sometimes. Sometimes the young person saw what you wanted, but pride got in the way. Mm. Somebody look down your own and say, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. And so the Bible says that Peter was standing at the gate and they said you are out of your mind here it is but she kept insisting that it was so and this is what the seasoned saints don't like about the young people because we take it as disrespect but what Stay says I know I saw what I saw I heard what I heard so young people ladies and gentlemen are not always trying to be disrespectful sometimes they're trying to reveal to you what you haven't seen Somebody say uh, that here it is. Uh, the method may be different, but the message is still the same. Mm. Somebody look down your own and say, neighbor, the method may be different, but the message is still the same. And this is what you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that my mama, she listened to Mahalia Jackson uh, on the eight track. My great grandmama listened to Mahalia Jackson on the disc jockey. But my generation, we listened to Mahalia Jackson on the iPod or a CD player. But my daughter, she listened to Mahalia Jackson on her iPhone. All I'm trying to tell you is, is that the method change but the message is still the same but we so busy focusing on the method that it'll cause us to miss the message somebody look down your own and say neighbor I can't miss it and so the Bible says and I gotta go I'm ready to go with my throat and the Bible says but Peter continued to knock and when they opened they saw him and they were amazed. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate your hospitality. But the Bible says that she was amazed. And the Bible says that she had a, a great zeal of excitement. She went back inside the house and said that what you've been praying for is outside the door. And the Bible said that, uh, that they got excited when they saw Peter as well. But ladies and gentlemen, you can't miss the heart of the message tonight. They couldn't see what they prayed for until they opened up 
the door. You ought to lean on a neighbor tonight and say neighbor. The only way you go see this answered prayer is you're going to have to learn how to open up some stuff. Give a neighbor an invisible high five tonight and say neighbor. How long are you going to sit there? How long are you going to sigh over quail milk? But you got to learn how to wave your hand in the same and say God I got to give you glory on tonight because I should have been dead sleeping in my grave but I'm so glad God sent an angel he sent somebody to see about me and I didn't sit there and die in misery but I listened to the voice of the angel your angel may not be in Acts chapter 12 but your angel may be in Dayton Ohio the Lord loved you so much that when you was down and out and when you begin to pray and seek God for an answer he sent an angel by Pastor Winston and he came to see about you and you had to learn how to get on up you ought to give a neighbor a high five let's go drummer and say neighbor in this season you can't sit there and lose your mind you can't sit there and cry over spoiled milk but you got to learn how to get on up I wish I had about seven of y'all in the room tonight and I'll make number eight you ought to grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor in this season I'm not gonna let you stay there and die in this season I'm not gonna let you sit there and worry about the pandemic but when I get up out of this I'm bringing you out with me if you got a real friend tonight you ought to lean over to that neighbor and grab your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor we coming out of this thing together I should have lost my mind I should have been bouncing over against the walls but I'm so glad that God sent me to Dayton Ohio tonight just to tell about a hundred of y'all that this deliverance is not oh God this deliverance is not on your shepherd this deliverance is not on the deacons this deliverance is not in your prayer meeting but this deliverance is on you you gotta touch yourself tonight and say how bad do I want it because if you wanna be free you'll stop making excuses if you wanna be free you'll push the plate back if you wanna be free you'll say it's for God I live and it's for God I die lean on the neighbor and say neighbor I got to give God glory now because I was in my jail cell I was losing my mind I was going crazy I didn't know where the next meal was coming from my bills was higher my back was up against the wall my money was funnier my change was stranger the kids was going crazy my husband was going crazy my wife had an attitude the church didn't want to speak to me I couldn't see nobody but I'm so glad that God sent an angel to come and see about me so when I get behind the pulpit we just pulling you up 
out of your pit. You ought to touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, weeping may endure for a night. But somebody say, joy. Somebody say, joy is getting ready to come. But you got to get up out of it. You ought to tell your neighbor when you get up this time, whatever was on you is getting ready to fall off of you. You ought to stand on your feet all across the building tonight and say, God, it got to come off of me tonight. Somebody shout, God, it's coming off me tonight because when they fall off of me, it's falling off of my children. When they fall off of me, it's falling off of my babies. When they fall off of me, I'm destroying generational curses. When they fall off of me, it ain't gonna touch my cousin them. You ought to tell your neighbor, say neighbor, when God delivers me, he's gonna deliver you too. When God blesses me, he's gonna bless you too. Give your neighbor a high five tonight with your hand sanitizer on and say neighbor, we coming up out of this. I know the pandemic made you want to stay in the jail. I know what the doctor told you made you stay in the jail. I know what the lawyer told you. It made you want to stay in the jail. But tell somebody that the angel just showed up and it just came to your address. Is there anybody in the room tonight that read my mind that remember what grandmama said? Just one word from the Lord would change everything. Tell somebody what is the word. Get up quickly. What is the word? Get up quickly. I forgot to tell you in my little sermonette tonight that the Bible said quickly. In other words, when you really want to be free, it don't take you all day. It don't take you all night. You got to get up now. You got to tell somebody what's taking so long. While you're still sitting there, you got to change your mind and you'll change your address. Change your mind and you'll change your purpose. You got to tell somebody tonight, I'm sorry, I got to do it. You better grab your neighbor. Grab your neighbor by the hand. Rock that neighbor. Shake that neighbor tonight. Rock him and shake him. Shake him and rock him. And say, get up quickly. You can't wait till next year. You can't wait till the resources. You can't wait till Pastor pray for you. You got to get up now because your life is on the line. Why do I got to get up quickly? Because if Peter didn't get up, he was going to lose his life the next day. Tell somebody your life is on the line. Your spirit is on the line. You got to get up now. Lean on somebody and say, neighbor, I can get up now. Because over 2,000 years ago, there was a man named Jesus. They marched him up a hill called Calvary. They hung him high, stretched him wider. He hung his head. And for me, he died. Stay there all night Friday. Stayed in the grave all day Saturday, all night Saturday night, but the angel came and said, Jesus, you got to get up quickly in the early Sunday morning. He got up. He got 
his hand. Say, Tell somebody we can get up tonight because the Savior got up. Is there anybody that know that name Jesus? He's my bridge over troubled water. He's the chief cornerstone. He's my wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's my lily in the valley. He's my doctor in the sick room. The lawyer in the courtroom. Tell somebody he's my refuge. He's my Savior. He's my salvation. He's my deliverer. He's a strong tower. The Alpha and the Omega. Tell somebody. Do you know him? And not just that, but 50 days later, he left the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, Pentecostal. And it fell in the room. And the Bible says that it fell on everybody. And the Holy Ghost came. The paraclete. Para means helper. He's not just a paraclete, but he's your parachuter. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Not only he's a parachute, he's your paramedic. He'll come and rescue you. He'll come and resuscitate you. Tell your neighbor that he's a paralegal. He's a present help. In the very time of trouble, do you know him? Somebody scream, somebody holler. If you got joy, unspeakable joy, say, If you got up, get up and give him praise. If you got up, get up and give him glory. All the dead people be quiet. But if you got up, open up your mouth and scream. Somebody shout, tonight I got to get up. Hear me. The church can pray for us all day long. But until you make the decision to get up, you wasting people's time and energy. Why come for prayer if you really don't want change? Because we thought that God is just going to change your mind. Why would God deliver you from something that he gave you the instruction to do? He said, you cast down every strong. Imagine it. He said, you keep this mind on me stayed on me he said you bring every thought into subjection this is why I don't pray the prayer Lord touch my mind because he's not going to touch it Jesus even had a mind problem in the garden of Gethsemane he said Lord I don't want to do this but nevertheless he got his mind right not my will, let your will be done. What is nevertheless, literally, never will I give you less. It ain't deep. Ne 
no matter the condition, never will I give you less. Some of you have allowed your condition to change your confession. You told God, I will bless the Lord at all times in his praises. But that was only when things were going good. Because the whole pandemic, some of y'all forgot about God. Don't allow your condition to change your confession. Sometimes we treat our relationship with God how we treat our relationship with people and our marriages. Whenever I confess to my wife at the altar, that literally means no matter the condition, I got to uphold what I told her before God. How are we in a relationship with God and we don't uphold our confession. Something like Job, and God has to remind you, where were you when I put the stars in the sky? When I separated the sea from the shore? Tonight I want to do this. It's the last night. It's Friday. You ain't got nowhere to do, but get in trouble tonight. Old folks, you say, ain't nobody mad but the devil. I'm so glad that Mount Calvary, the devil don't exist in here. Every person tonight, hear me. Every person tonight, it's holy convocation. We can't have holy convocation. Don't talk about holiness, y'all. Forgive me. I have something else I wanted to preach. But the Lord literally, he said, tell the house that this deliverance is on them. We put so much pressure on our spiritual leaders that we exclude our responsibility. My dad, so, so, so y'all can understand me, I love being open and vulnerable because I'm a youth pastor at heart. My mother water broke with me in church. I was literally almost born in church. I'm a fourth generational preacher. My mom's side, my dad's side of the family is all preachers. My mom's side of the family, I don't know if y'all got that out here, full of cribs be Crips. In LA, you got Crips and Bloods. Yeah. I gangbanged for a long time. Went to jail. Everything you could think of. You wouldn't know that unless I told you. Because people up here don't understand transparency. I went to jail. I wasn't always the stuff I drunk wasn't all the, the, the clear stuff wasn't always water and the dark drink wasn't always Coca-Cola I don't know about all, all the other preachers but I'm honest I struggle gang bang the Lord deliver me and while I was going through that season called life my father was praying for me laying hands on me the great late apostle Richard D. Hinton from Chicago laid hands on my father. Bishop Jones, Noel Jones, laid hands on my father. These great men of God, that oil, that impartation was on him. But when he prayed for me every Sunday, I wasn't changing. I was leaving church, still doing me after prayer, after running around in church. Don't let these Alexander McQueens fool you. I told Deke, put my other shoes in the car because I like to shout. These get too heavy. But I shout in a minute. 
I'm not a preacher that prays. I'm a praiser that happens to preach. Because some preachers start preaching and they forget they, the Lord brought you out of something. Don't forget your praise. While my father was laying hands on me, the day I bought, I'm going to give you all my testimony because it's young adult night. The day I bought my cap and gown, graduating high school, I went to jail that same night. I'm the oldest son. I'm the oldest grandson. People bought tickets flying all over the place to see me graduate, and I let everybody down. My mama came in and broke her heart, crying. Son, how could you do this to me? My dad bailed me out of jail. I still didn't learn the lesson. This is a bishop in the Lord's church praying, laying hands. All my uncles are pastors. My grandmama had eight boys, one girl. Five of them are pastors. And I never changed. And growing up, I said, God, is it that you lack power? God don't lack power. We lack responsibility. He says, you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Pastor, we can pray for you. But until you start changing your mind, We don't have a sin problem. We have a mind problem. Because your mind is attached to what you desire. This is why the Bible says, walk in the spirit. So you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. Here it is. You cannot fulfill something that you wasn't already thinking about. This is why he says, walk in the spirit. Some people say, oh, you too deep. No, you too shallow. I have to walk in the spirit so I won't fulfill what's on my mind. The Lord delivered me. Um, I had a felony on my record. I couldn't participate in my graduation ceremony. They gave me my diploma. My mom died four years later, April 8, 2010. She didn't, get a, she didn't get a chance to see me walk across the stage. For years and years, that was always in my head. I'm like, I, I, so I ended up going to college. They took the felony off my record. I've been working for the school district. I can't tell y'all what I did. But what I did, I, sh I wasn't supposed to have any type of job for the government. I worked for the state of California. When I filled out the application, it was on faith, first lady. I said, they gonna pull this up and I ain't gonna get it. And it was an extensive background check because I worked for the school district. They said, it's not here. See, because it goes back to the text. Once I got up, chains fell off and the door opened for me. On its own accord. Doc, I went to jail. And I told myself, I would tell my dad, Pastor Winston, Dad, I'm going to go back to school. Every time I went back to school, I dropped out. I told him about five times. So this last time, I didn't tell him I went back to school. Didn't know I was in school four years, but I never told him. Because every time I told him, he wouldn't believe me because I would break his heart. So on Father's Day, 2000, Father's Day, 2000, 2019, I gave my dad a gift 
and it was an invitation to my graduation from college. So I got my bachelor's degree, went right back to seminary, got my master's degree, and hopefully my church ain't looking because they should be at work. But I just got accepted to my doctoral program at Fuller Theological Seminary. But what I'm trying to tell you is, all of that stuff wouldn't have happened if I didn't get up. Listen, my mother died April 8th, 2010. I told Pastor last night, my dad died April 8th, 2020. Same day. I couldn't allow my condition to change my confession. I had to pastor a church for the, the when I came into the office of a pastor, it was online. I started pastoring behind a camera. While grieving the death of my father, I had to pastor a church that seen me make all my mistakes for 17 years. So while they were hearing me, they were looking for my dad. So I sit in the seat of a father, but I was viewed as son. You're going to catch it later. In that moment, I could not allow my condition. I'll never tell you something that I haven't experienced. I could not allow my condition to change my confession. I'm like, I'm the Joshua. I wipe my father's back. After he preached, I would wipe him down. Old school preacher, no. Get that alcohol, rub them clothes and pores out. Changed my father. Traveled the world with my father. And when I came into, that's why every time I travel, I get really emotional. Because my father prophesied these moments to me. Now I'm preaching all over the country. And I'm like, this only happened because I got up. So now the prayers that my father prayed did nothing but plant a seed in me but unless I watered it it wouldn't grow I need everybody here tonight if it's okay pastor everybody here tonight because impartation has to come tonight everybody here tonight if this word was for you especially my young people don't play in this moment I need you to be a leader let me tell you how I left the gang world. I was my father's armor bearer. I would sit on the stage, watch him preach, and then do my thing during the week. This particular Sunday, a young man comes, he give his life to Christ because he saw me serving. The next day, we go to a hood meeting. I'm at the park in church the next day because I was saved, but I wasn't delivered. I go to the park, and guess who at the park? The same guy. I'm hiding behind trees. Because when you're out of order, it causes you to hide. And then you call it, this is my private life. No, you hide it. So now, he came and said, ain't you the one that was at the church? I said, yeah. And then you know when you out of order, you get defensive. So I say, but you was at the church too. But he was a babe in Christ. I was almost born in church. He said, man, I can't do the church stuff. 
And to this day, he's an atheist. Hear me, young people. Because he saw somebody playing in church. He's playing in church. As young people, you do not know because you're young, you don't feel like you have an influence, and you do. Point your hand on your, on your heart and say, I have an influence. Yeah, you have an influence. There's somebody at your school that's not coming to God because your social media don't match what you do in church. It don't, it don't match. If you're here tonight, this is not to put you on the spot, but I come as a brother. I just want to pray with you tonight that I'm going to plant a seed, but you have to do the work. Don't get me wrong. I grew up Pentecostal, and I've seen stuff happen at the altar where people were changed like that. There's two sides to the spectrum, Pastor Winston, because only in church we look at everything as process. But in the world, we don't do that. If you have a struggle with alcoholism, and you go to the doctor, and the doctor say, hey, if you drink one more drink, your liver is going to collapse. I promise you, you're not going to say, it's a, give me some time. You're going to leave that doctor that day and say, I'm done. I'm drinking water forever. Because if you drink one more, but in church, you need to stop that. It's a process. I just, we, don't, we only do that in church, but not in the world. If you're here tonight, young people, I need you to be a leader. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm going to get mine tonight. Get mine tonight. If that's you, I need you to come to this altar. Be a leader because somebody is shy and say, listen, we're going up here together. You may be here in the sanctuary tonight and you say, listen, man of God, I'm not the young person, but I need to be more responsible just in general. Because can I be honest? I'm going to get in trouble, Pastor Winston. I'm not going to get invited back when I say this. Some of these young people ain't doing nothing but copying what y'all doing. Uh-oh. Some of them can't respect pastor because <laughs> they hear you talk about pastor at your house. It's quiet up in here. Come now. Come, come. If you're ready to get up, say, pastor, I'm ready to get up. Tonight is my night of freedom impartation and I promise you if one person come it's going to encourage others to come who's the leader tonight I knew I knew you was waiting who's the leader tonight who's the leader there they come church clap make them comfortable there they come there they come come on y'all come on I know pastor's supposed to minister McClure's supposed to do the benediction but I want to open up this altar come 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 if that's you if that's you when you got up stuff, I, I just saw stuff falling. Things are falling. There she is. Listen, I saw you in the spirit. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Lift your hands. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this is what I do. I tell my church this. Once you all see the power falling, don't come up here after that. Come while the water is troubled. Come now. Come now. Come on up here now. Come up here now. There it is. There it is. There it is. Because I've learned in church, Pastor Winston, let me see what he going to do first. 
And then when the glory falls, we're going to cut the line off. We're not going to be here all night. Come here now. Come here now. Amen. Praise God. This is God. Come on, y'all. Come on, church. Clap. Come on, church. Clap, 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 clap. Come on. Lift up your hands. And this is what I want y'all to do. Before I pray, I want you to talk to God first. Don't worry about the people in here. Don't worry about the lights. On a count of three, just lift your voice. Give God a praise. Give him honor. And we're going to repent tonight. We're going to repent tonight. On a count of three, one, two, three. Come on, lift your voice at the altar. Come on, God, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we honor you. God, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you tonight for life. Ooh, you so tired and only make no sense. God is relieving you even now because you sown in tears. You getting ready to reap with joy. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This year has been so just a roller coaster year for you, ups and downs, up and downs. But the Lord said the second half of this year is gonna make up. Come here, Chris. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, the Lord said, you got to forgive even if they don't apologize. Wow. Mm. Wow. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this man of God. God, the amount of pressure that he's been under. God, we pray that you relieve his stress, that you would lead, guide, and direct him. God, that you would touch his heart, touch his life. God, anything in him that's not like you, God, we give you permission to take it out of him. God, make us clean, make us whole, creating us a clean heart, oh God, and renew the right spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's a glory on you, young lady. There's an anointing on you. If you just begin to tell people the stuff that you've been through. Ooh, God blocks some stuff. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. And because God... It's the greatest power We shall never mm. You know that Pastor Frog? Sing it for me, man. Thank you. It's the greatest power Oh! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm in agreement with the man of God last night. This is your time. This is your hour. This is your moment. God has already spoken some things in your spirit. God said, trust me, yield. There's some decisions that you have to make and everybody not go agree with them. But God said, trust me when you can't trace me. Oh, and we give you glory. We shall never Somebody clap now. Somebody clap now. Be defeated. Listen, y'all lift your hands in there tonight at this altar.
I pray that the Lord would give you the wisdom, the knowledge. God will give you the discipline to get up, to let some stuff go, whatever it is, whatever it is. We pray that God gives you the wisdom and the knowledge to let it go. Don't bear this burden anymore. Get up quickly. In the name of Jesus. Y'all hug the person next to you and say, freedom looks good on you. Freedom, if you at this altar, hug or shake hands and say, freedom looks good on you. Freedom looks good on you. Freedom looks good on you. Hallelujah. Come on, if you in this room, can you stand all over the room? And can we give, come on, y'all, let's stand all over the room. Let's give God praise that the devil is defeated and he's under our feet. Okay. We bless God. Hallelujah. Do me a favor, you all. Let's clap our hands again one more time for the pastor and the first lady of this fine church. I'm going to say this to my young people, and we're standing, we're standing, we're leaving, we're leaving. There was graduation season. Mom and dad asked this young man, they said, what do you want for a graduation gift? He said, I want a car. They said, okay, cool. Graduation comes about. Everybody's getting car keys. Everybody's getting plane tickets to go to school. They gave this young man a Bible. He looked at that Bible and dropped it on the ground in front of his parents. Never spoke to him again. 15 years later, mom called and said, hey, son, I know you don't care, but I just want to let you know that your daddy passed away. Didn't speak to his dad for 15 years. His dad happened to be a pastor. He goes, he said, mom, I just want to come and console you. He goes to the house for the first time, 15 years. He feels his father's spirit as he comes into the house. And he says, mom, where was dad's study? She said, it's right here to the right. He goes in there. He said, mom, remember that Bible daddy gave me 15 years ago? Where is it? She said, it's on his desk. And he told nobody to don't touch it ever. It had 15 years of dust on it. She said, when you get there, that's for my son. The boy got the Bible, dust the dust off of it, and when he opened up the Bible, the car keys fell out. What's the moral to the story? Young people, just open up the word, and the blessing that you need is always in the word. The blessing that you need is not on Facebook, it's not on TikTok, it's not on Snapchat, it's not on Instagram. The word that you need, somebody shout, it's in the Bible. Just open it up and some stuff is going to fall out. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you tonight for life and for health and for strength. We thank you, God, for allowing us to come into this place together for a time of intimate worship. We thank you for Pastor McFarland for leading us into worship. We thank you for Minister McClure and this illustrious team of staff here that has put together another successful holy convocation. God, we pray a special blessing over Pastor and First Lady Winston tonight and their children. God, that you would protect them, that you would lead them, that you would guide them. God, that you would continue to provide for them. God, as a matter of fact, we want you to do it for our pastor tonight because we understand that the blessing flows 
from the top down. If our pastor is blessed, we are blessed. If our pastor is whole, we are whole. God, we pray now, God, that you would allow us to make it to our destination tonight safe and sound. We bind all car accidents, car malfunctions, and corrupt police. God, we pray, God, that you will fluff up the pillows tonight because Lord knows we need a good night's sleep. God, we pray, God, that you will bring us back here on Sunday morning ready to give your name glory, honor, and praise. And all God's people say, thank God and amen. Tell somebody, say, I love you. And there is something you can do about it. The Bible says, love me back. By this, they'll know that you are mine. You aren't dismissed. See you Sunday morning, whether you are here in person or rather you're joining us online. Be blessed.